We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He gets the protection. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the second straight week. He catches a long ball. He had two of them against the Bills. Yep, he's heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. And a chance to become the first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. Sounds like a dynasty to me. Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. A ton to react to after an enormous championship Sunday in the NFL. The Eagles have a new coordinator. Joel Embiid not playing in a big game. Lots to talk about on this Monday. Good morning, Hugh Douglas. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philadelphia. Hey, listen, I got two words of advice for you this morning. Number one, some of y'all need to get that hate up about your heart, man. Like, I mean, some things are just, they, they just are what they are. You know, some of the takes that people have just are what they are. And another piece of advice I want to give you is this. If you ever leave your phone charger anywhere, it's not your phone charger anymore, especially if it's somewhere in this building. It's my phone charger. Just want to put that out there because there's a lot of people out here want to leave their phone chargers everywhere. Those things are like finding gold or money mm. on the ground, like especially when you have the smartphones. Well, they're all smartphones now, but you get what I'm saying. You leave your phone charger somewhere, that just tells me that you didn't want it and you wanted me to have it. So just those two words of advice, get that hate up out your heart, and when you leave your phone charger somewhere, it's not yours anymore. It would be mine, especially if it's in this. You know, you mentioned there, and I love the Daily Douglas to start the show, a little little PSA for everyone out there. You know what else is like, like finding gold, Hugh? What's that? When you find a guy that is on the path to becoming the greatest coach in pro football history, Fired 12 years ago, and you can Fire. hire him because the Chiefs Fire. now are back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, look, there's a ton to react Look at to. That. Ton to react to off of yesterday, but we got to start with Andy Reid because Andy Reid and the Chiefs yesterday walked into Baltimore as an underdog, and they walk out as a champion once again of the AFC. They're heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. How crazy is that? Four man? out of five. How crazy is that? And my frat brother Todd Pinkston going to the Super Bowl as a running backs coach. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> that team is unbelievable, led by Andy Reid. And and here is what is is really starting to, to become reality now. Andy Reid has gone from the coach that was polarizing here to one that helped turn around a team that, by the way, was 2-14 and 14 when he took that team over all those years ago. The Chiefs were a bottom feeder in the NFL. And he's turned them into a, a picture of stability and now a dynasty. And after yesterday, after watching them win again yesterday, it, it hit me, and I, I fought against this for a while because I just like that he can't catch him. Mm-hmm. And I mean Belichick when I say he can't catch him. But Andy can. We're watching Andy Reid, Hugh, become the greatest coach of all time. His path isn't over. But he now has 283 victories. Okay? He coaches about five more years. He's going to pass Don Shula. Not yeah, Belichick. It's yeah, going to be him. Yeah. And in terms of playoff victories, he's now just three behind Belichick. He wins in two weeks. He's got a third ring. And he, I mean, we're a couple years away from him passing everybody. This is remarkable what Reed has done in Kansas City. Yeah, no question. No question. Before we start that, Joe, I'm just going to say this. And I understand that people feel Coach Reed is polarizing. 
And I understand that, and I respect that. But to me, Coach Reed is family for, for the obvious reasons. And, and to see him having the success that he's having, I, I, I love it. I, I talk to him regularly. I, I texted him last night, and he texted me back this morning because I knew he was out partying. So that's my guy. I know that rubs some people the wrong way, but I'm pretty sure you have family members that rub people the long, wrong way, and you're still cool with those other individuals. So, you know, I get it. I get it. And a lot of people are probably looking at that success that he had yesterday and are real bitter. They're super bitter. Of course they are. Big he was here. He was here. But I will say this to that. And, I, and, and you know I always like to use bad analogies. You know, we, we as guys and, and, and women, we always like to use this, this term, especially when you've been married multiple times. You, you're not in, a part of this crew. Starter husband, <laughs> starter wife. Like seriously, all jokes aside, where you learn from your mistakes and you move on and you grow from those mistakes. And I feel like that's what Coach Reed did here. Like you could talk, like you could talk to me to to your blue in the face about some of the things he didn't do here. You can even use the word choke, and that would not bother me. But the fact of the matter is that Andy Reed this weekend has earned another trip to the Super Bowl. And that's a fact. And that's something that you cannot deny when it comes to him coaching. Yeah, you can say, well, he didn't get it done here, because he didn't. Didn't get it done here. But he went to four NFC Championship games, and he got better as a coach. So, I mean, I get it. I, I, I totally get it. But to me, he's family, and I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm super happy for him. And to me, he's becoming the greatest coach of all time in front of Rice. I mean, I, I never thought anyone would pass Belichick, and, and I fought for a while that Belichick is the greatest coach. You know, people don't like Belichick and all that kind of stuff. And the cheating happened back in the day, and he beat the Eagles. I, I get it all. But Belichick's resume felt like it was unstoppable. And here comes Reed now. And this thing is shifting. I mean, Andy Reid now has been a four of the last five Super Bowls. And you look at that team, and he has Patrick Mahomes. And I know that's a big part of this conversation. A huge part of it. And Mahomes is he's plays the position better than anyone I've ever seen no play. No doubt about he's that. He's unbelievable. But, he, but Andy drafted Mahomes. Andy developed Mahomes. And because of Mahomes' age, and Hugh, you've been on this for a couple, you know, at least a year now that we've been doing the show, the Chiefs have drafted a lot of young defensive players. They're not going anywhere. So... Yeah, is it, is it a lock Andy goes to more Super Bowls? No, but if I had to bet right now, in the next five years, they're probably going to go to two or three more, if not more than that. They've been a four out of five. The quarterback's in his prime. The defense is all young. I could see the runway where in the next five years, Andy wins two or three more rings, and we're like, oh, my goodness, he has 350 wins and four or five rings. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, it's 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 out there. And the thing that I, I admire about Coach is that, and his coaching staff, because I, I talk to those guys, and sometimes I ask pointed questions about the way that they're, they're – especially the way that their receivers played this year. To a man, there has never been a time where I've talked to anybody in that organization, even when the receivers were playing like trash, that they had a bad thing to say about them. Hey, man, they're young. They'll get it together. You know how this thing goes, mm. Hugh. You know, this is a long season. That, that was always the mantra. And you talk about paying huge dividends yesterday. You could pick out any game in the season where those receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs came up short, super short. Yesterday, they came up big, Joe. They came up big. There were some huge plays being made out there on the field yesterday. Including the play to seal the game. That took some guts from Reed. Some, that took some cojones. Man, I mean, obviously Mahomes throw, makes the pass, and it's easier to call the play when you have that quarterback. But 
they that game is still in the balance. I mean, it really is. The, the yeah, Chiefs yeah. didn't if you don't get put that them first away. Down, if you don't get that first down, I know. we might be having a different conversation. We may have, but Andy dialed up that play, and boom, that sealed the football game there. 215-592-9494. I said it on Friday, and I meant it. I miss Andy Reid. I, I understand the Eagles won a Super Bowl without him, but they moved on from a coach. And, and look, a lot has happened between now and then. Or then and now. I'm just saying, he's become one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's on the path to becoming the greatest coach of all time. He's enjoyed more success than the Eagles. And you used the word bitter. Yeah, I do feel a little bit of that. I mean, like, this could be happening here. I don't think so. But no one's ever given me a reason why other than no one wants to admit it out loud. What's the reason it couldn't happen here? You're telling me if he was here, he wouldn't have seen the kid out of Texas Tech in the draft and said to... Howie or Brett Veach, whoever he put in charge, get him. I, he w- he's the same guy. And this is not a knock, but I feel like like there's there's pressure to win in the NFL. No question about that. But when you look at the tumultuous seasons that Andy Reid had and some of the decisions that Andy Reid made when he was here, like, again, Coach's family, Coach had a blind spot when it came to receivers early in his career. Mm-hmm. And at, when we saw where – when he got Terrell Owens, how things were different. Now, one can make the argument, especially now, that you really don't need a good receiver. You need the quarterback. <laughs> you need a good yeah. quarterback. Like, that That argument has switched. But back then, that's what we needed to get over the hump. And Coach did hire Juan Castillo, which I love. He did make he did make Juan the defensive coordinator. I, I get it. Listen. You know what I mean? So, like, he made a mistake. Much, mistakes happen. As much as I love Andy, man, I, I have to be – I couldn't be uh, – a stand-up guy, if I don't admit that he made some mistakes when he was here. He made some egregious mistakes that probably led to him – no, it ain't no probably to it – that led to him getting fired. Totally. I, I get it all. And, but there's been an assumption here for a decade. And I think we say it because we, we want it to be true so we don't feel bad. But we have this assumption that he changed and he evolved because he, he traded in green for red. Because he took off the eagle green and he put on yellow and and red, that's why he evolved. It could have happened here. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if it would have. I don't know what would have happened. I'm just. Here's what I do know. We had this guy here, and he didn't win here. I know that. But he left, and now he coaches a dynasty. He's going to be in the Super Bowl again. It's remarkable what has happened with Andy Reid and how this has played out. And I look at his resume and I say, there is a runway for him to overtake Belichick and be the greatest football coach of all time. And you also add in all the coaches he's put across the NFL. Like his legacy in the NFL is is becoming, it's, it's overshadowing everyone. And I, I include Belichick in that. 215-592-9494. Are you ready to acknowledge Andy's becoming the GOAT? And how does it, how does it feel? Like, does it, does it bother you? That this guy's doing this somewhere else. I know it doesn't bother us, Hugh, but I know for a lot of oh, people no, it out bothers. there. It's a lot of hate. Yeah, it's of a course. lot of hate out of there on, on them internet highways for Coach Reed. Well, because you know what it is? People want to make it just about Mahomes. Yeah. And my retort to that is he drafted and developed Mahomes. Yeah, but it's it's crazy. Like, people that come with that argument, it's, it's ridiculous to me. It, it's one of those things where you talk about, like, well – you know you got a good teacher. Well, he didn't do that because the students were, were were awesome or whatever, but they still had to teach him. Like there was a there was a stretch in Patrick Mahomes' career not too long ago where the story was people have figured him out. Oh, they figured out Patrick Mahomes. Mm. He he's not the quarterback that we thought he was. And Coach Reed coached him through that. Coach Reed coached those receivers through whatever it was they were going through early in the season. He did that. And not only that, you talk about that play yesterday, Joe, that took a lot of guts. He believed in them enough to come back to them and do that. 
Was it a Re- Rasheed Rice? It was uh, MVS. Uh, no, no, Aldous but what I'm, what I'm saying, oh, Rasheed Rice during the course of the during game. During the course of the yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Like, he had became, like, during the course of these last couple of weeks, he had become more of a go-to guy. Totally. Uh, and because Kelsey went to, had a point in his, well, in this season where he wasn't clutch mm-hmm. like he once was, was dropping yeah. a lot of balls so much so that they were making fun of his hands, talking about he had wooden hands or whatever, and all this other stuff. But Coach had the confidence in his players in that situation, clutch situations yesterday, to go back to them. Like, th- this is something that no matter how much you try to explain to people, they will never understand. Like, you, <laughs> you, you have to believe, and the players have to believe that you believe in them yep. in order to have the kind of success that Coach has, especially, especially when you're not doing well. Especially when you're not. So two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Last thing, and then we'll go to the phone lines here. That also caught my attention yesterday with Andy compared to the other other teams and other coaches. Andy's team was the most calm, the most composed. The Ravens totally lost their composure. Yeah. They were. I think they had five personal foul penalties. No, it got. It, you could tell that the their emotions got the better yes. of them as the game progressed. The Lions. It, the, the moment was too big it, for maybe for the coach, but certainly the players dropping passes, fumbling. They just weren't ready for that moment when they had a, a, they had a real chance to do it and, and to win that game. And the 49ers take a half to, to wake up every game. Like there's one team that throughout the postseason is steady on the ball, no no bad penalties, smart, no no turnovers. It's them. It's Andy Reid's Chiefs. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you hop aboard. Are you ready to acknowledge Andy Reid is becoming? The GOAT. I mean, when I say that, Kyle, what does it feel? Are you ready to acknowledge Andy in front of our eyes is becoming the GOAT? I've been trying to tell you guys even before this weekend that Andy Reid is the greatest coach of all time. So it feels good for you. Yeah, I mean, this is vindication for me. Andy Reid, like, I I know what Bill Belichick did 20 years uh, with, with the New England Patriots and how many rings that he has, but, but... I got to say, I think what Andy Reid's done now with two different organizations, two different quarterbacks, uh, is a little bit more impressive to me than what Bill Belichick did. I know he doesn't like go all the way and finish the job a lot of times, but like, I, I feel like the, the the matter of looking at one game, whether or not he won or lost it, is a li- going like there's a little bit too much weight on that sometimes for me about how j- the result of one game went when you compare Bill Belichick versus Andy Reid. They're both su- uh, sustaining like the highest level of success. For a very long period of time. So I don't think the fact that he won or lost the Super Bowl should make the difference between Andy Reid Bill Belichick. I think the fact that Andy Reid selected and cultivated two really, really great quarterbacks uh, and, and the fact that he pulled them all the way to, what, four conference championship games in a row with the Eagles and then six in a row now with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you can't really argue that. So uh, anybody that's in Andy Reid denial today, I, I mean, just just you, you got to get over it. Andy's the goat. Man. And the thing is, you know, it used to be the gap in championships was gigantic. It was hard to make the case running, even if you thought he was smarter or better. He's closing that gap. This thing is closing fast as the Chiefs head back to another Super Bowl. Jeff is in Wilmington. Starts us off this morning. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. What, what's up, guys? Hey, what's Jeff. What are you feeling? Hey, I'm. I Kyle just. Um, convinced me i told him i was kind of thinking that reed was almost there but i totally didn't think about the him being here with donovan and how he handled donovan and now he's got another quarterback and he's doing the same thing with a new court well he's not new now but to, to go four out of five years to win the afc championship and that's and and then all the what do we go four with the eagles he had four with them one super bowl 
Um, well, five, five altogether, right? Because he got to the one in 08, but four in a row, and then the fifth one in 08. So five title yeah, yeah, games, yeah. and then now so six. So he's been in yep. 11 title games. Yep. 11 of them. Yep. Um, he totally outcoached uh, and outsiked the uh, Ravens. Yep. Like giving them the ball, saying, here, you're at home. You, go ahead and try to score on it, see what happens. And they failed. And you're right, man. They. The Ravens completely unraveled in that game. I think there could have been more than the the, the uh, penalties they called the unsportsmanlike. They, there could have been a couple of more in there that if the ref would have thrown the flag. Um, yeah, Jeff, when you're yeah. watching a team, when you're watching a quarterback like Lamar spike his helmet, Zay Flowers punch the bench and cut his fingers like cut they finger yeah. they unraveled yesterday. Yeah, and they uh, Jackson had a he had a terrible game. I mean, let's face it, he was he was not good at all. And in the other game. You're right. The the 49ers just they they are one they they play one really good half and man that they totally outcoached uh what's his name uh Dan, Dan Campbell Campbell yeah, Campbell. yeah you know Campbell what, what, Campbell brought he he did what he's done all year it just bit him yesterday Campbell doing Campbell things yep. man well he went he went to instead of kicking the field goal he gave you know he tried to go for it when his quarterback wasn't playing very well to begin with and neither was his receivers. So I don't understand why you put the ball in their hands to get a first down when you can get three on the board and tie the game up. So I hear you on that, Jeff. And I, was, I, I, think, I was thinking. That was crazy. I think a lot of people felt that. Now, I will point out, though, and Jeff, we appreciate it. That field goal kicker they have is not very good. He's only 50% over 50 yards or I think 45-plus in his career. I would have gave him a chance, though. I know. I, I, I was I know, thinking in not, that situation. It's not like you have Jake Elliott back there. I was thinking in that situation, though, that he believed in his defense and, and, and that they were going to turn this thing around. They played. It was, a, it was like an 8- to 10-minute stretching that game in the, I think it was in the third quarter where they they looked like the momentum switched so much so and so fast. quickly that they were like it was almost like a pump, uh, boxer gets punch drunk and he's trying to he's trying to stammer in a little bit and he's trying to gather himself that's what it kind of looked like and they like. started dropping passes yes they, yeah they yes. it's just they weren't ready I mean for the moment maybe he wasn't as the coach but I, I'm going to defend Campbell more later I, I think he's getting too much heat for that I mean the Gibbs fumble <laughs> the Gibbs it. the Gibbs fumble crushed that, him that hurt but he get he get he he deserved it uh, he's getting roasted two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four let's go to Chuck and Manary hey Chuck hey yo Joe Gillio he what's going on what's hey up, Chuck man? you got my guy man got Kellen Moore in the building baby I told you I said a couple weeks ago I wanted him to come as the head coach. But, hey, he's the offensive coordinator. He's going to be the head coach in the future. But I'm happy we got Kellen Moore, baby, in the building. Yes. Smart That's guy. So uh, he's had success, scored a lot of points with the Cowboys. We'll get into a lot of reaction on him as well on the show today. Chuck, what are you thinking on Andy? I don't like Andy Reid. Not a little bit. He's a loser in Philadelphia. Simple as that. Like, what, what I got to like him for? I'm from Philly. We, yeah, I, all I got is memories of, 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 of disappointment, losing, you know what I mean? Uh, not making adjustments. You know, not drafting a wide receiver until you trade away to get uh, Terrell Owens to go with McNabb. I don't care about Andy Reid and what he's doing with the Chiefs. You know what I mean? He went somewhere else and he's, and he's having all this success. Okay, big deal. These are This is the Super Bowl I didn't want. The two teams I hate the most. But I have no dog in this fight. And I don't care who calls it miserable or whatever. Andy Reid is a loser. In Philadelphia, and will always be a loser in Philadelphia. I'm not commending him or celebrating him because he didn't want anything here. He left us with nothing. Doug won our first Super Bowl. That's my coach, Andy Reid. Nah. Sorry. Well, I wouldn't call him a loser, Chuck. Just not a champion here. But he, I mean, he's this a loser in Philadelphia. Mm, Chuck, this let's not forget the the Eagles. The Eagles were pretty bad when he got here. I mean, he turned let this thing. He turned this thing into pretty something. something pretty good. Here's, Joe, here's the thing, right? 
you 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 knew your weakness for years was wide receivers. Okay, he sat there and he said it was his system. His system was he believed all of his system. Never got McNabb to help that he should have got McNabb to help. You know what I mean? Never developed McNabb the way he developed Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? And we sit here and we want to celebrate this dude because of what he's doing in Kansas City. Are you kidding me? Man, I'm with Angelo Cataldi on this one, man. I'll never like Andy Reid. Yeah, well, Angelo, you're right about that, Chuck. Angelo's mind's not changing this. Chuck, I guess yours is, any. Chuck, we appreciate the phone call. So let me put, I want to just push back a little bit on the Donovan thing. I think he did get the most out of Donovan. He did. When Donovan left, I know he's your quarterback, Hugh. Yeah, is my guy. But his let, career fell apart without Andy. But let let's be honest in this situation. And and I like Chuck. I respect your opinion. That's why I, I didn't say anything because I, I I feel how you, I, I understand how you feel. But think about it like this: What if if Andy tried to get the most out of Donovan? like most teachers do, but Donovan wasn't willing to put in the work that was needed to, to be that quarterback. Not, not taking a shot at Donovan. Let me be clear on what I'm saying is that when I look at Patrick Mahomes and, and his and Andy's relationship, it's, it's symbiotic. And you have to have a willing student to be able to soak up all the knowledge that you're trying to give him. Not saying that Donovan didn't do that. I'm playing devil's advocate here. There's a possibility, there's a strong possibility that maybe some of the stuff that, that, that Andy was trying to teach Donovan, he didn't believe, mm-hmm. you know? And now you have a guy. And then, let's just be honest, Patrick Mahomes' skill set is way different. He's more talented than Donovan. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say I, that. I'll that, say you it. You know, Donovan, my quarterback. Donovan's, Donovan's a good player. Donovan, my quarterback. Hold up, he ain't a good player. Donovan's a hell of a player. Very good quarterback. Five to one! <laughs> Mahomes is in a different class. I mean, but it's just get, a different But class. you get what I'm saying, man. And, and, and just like a school teacher, I'm going to use that analogy a lot. Because I feel like a lot of y'all are trying to diminish or dismiss what Coach Reed meant as a mentor to anybody that has coached under him. Like, to put him in positions and teach him the nuances of the game. That's important because you, you, you tend to forget. Patrick Mahomes, yes, you cannot take away his talent. But Patrick Mahomes didn't have that kind of success in college. Not even close. In college that he had in the NFL. That's coaching. No matter how many of y'all want to sit there and want to try to split the atom and talk about, well, you know, it's because he had Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes didn't have this kind of success in college. And people try to rewrite history. He wasn't an Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, no. Peyton Manning prospect. No, everybody, he thought, everybody thought Andy was crazy for trading up for him. They went from 27 to 10. It was a huge move up. And guess what? He identified this kid could be special if I coach him up. I'm, I'm with you on that, Hugh. 215-592-9494. Lot to react to today. Are you ready to acknowledge it? I mean, the runway is clear for Andy to become the GOAT. It's there. I mean, he's like 60-something wins away from passing Shula. He's three wins away from passing Belichick in terms of the playoffs ever. He's a two weeks away from his third ring. Are you ready to acknowledge what is happening in front of our eyes? Andy's becoming the greatest coach of all time. We'll hit that, your phone calls, and, of course, the Eagles hire Kellen Moore. We now have two official coordinators, Vic Fangio, Kellen Moore. We'll react to Kellen Moore, what we think of him, what he's bringing to the Eagles, that's coming up next. 215-592-9494, including a story about Moore that really is kind of under the radar, and he has a big part in NFC. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Letting it rip. He was letting it rip today. That was awesome. Just trust yourself and let it rip. He's letting it rip. I like it. Hey, we're letting it rip. I like it. He's going to rip a seam right now. He's just feeling it. He's, he's going to rip one of these. We're getting there. We're letting it rip. That's all I care about. Get ready for the Eagles offense 2024. Let it rip. Let it rip. Kellen Moore, the voice there. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. We'll get back to all your phone calls here on Andy Reid. Are you ready to acknowledge he is becoming the greatest coach in pro football history? All right, Hugh, we get the news Saturday night. How about our guy, Howard Eskin, first to the news Saturday night. That Look more the King still uh, work, working on the weekend. He still got Eskin, it. you're a dope. No, not okay? on this one. Not on this one. He was right. Uh, so Kellen Moore's the guy, Hugh. And then everyone came out with it yesterday with all the national guys. Moore's the guy, new Eagles offensive coordinator. That was audio of him talking about let it rip. Uh, some here's what I, I when I dove into it, Hugh. A couple things stood out to me. Who's that? One, he has a good track record for being a young coach. He's been a coordinator, and for uh, the four years in Dallas, they averaged twenty-seven point seven points a game. Obviously, yeah. this year. Didn't go quite as well with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He will throw the ball a lot, which is going to be uh, what, what the Eagles right want. In the wheelhouse. Yep, he'll throw the football a lot. And the Cowboys were the best in the league against the Blitz two years ago, his last year there. So I, I see the positives for Kellen Moore. Uh, I do wonder why the last two years have not gone great, right? Dak was better without him this past year. I have to yeah, acknowledge it. That, that's the thing that sticks out to me. And Herbert went a little backwards this year with him. Although yeah. that, I mean, as a one-year one coordinator. Yeah, and that whole thing was kind of and bad he, with he that was, coach. And when he was a coordinator in Dallas from, I think it was 2019 to 2023? 2022. 2022. Yeah, so four, that's years. four years. Four yep. years. So he was 500. You know, it was two, like he had two losing seasons, two winning seasons, two back-to-back winning seasons. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the progression of him being better in his last two years, but there was there was something where I guess there was a blind spot between him and Dak Prescott, and when he moved on from that, Dak became a better quarterback. So hopefully he's learned from his mistakes. I mean, since that's the theme of the show this morning, you know, doing better at, at the new place as opposed to the old place. But I tell you what, man, you better hurry and throw all that damn Dallas Cowboys stuff away because that, that right there, a little bit, I know he's he, he's a year removed he's from that. He's a charger. Still, yeah, more of a charger. Yeah, you know what I mean? Year. But that still that still bothers me a little what bit. What have I done to that deserve little, that this? So do you want him to get it out of the office, like his home office? Uh, no, I just get right. I might be a little bit ridiculous, <laughs> but that little goofy smile that he had when he was on the Cowboys sideline yeah, didn't me the right way. Yeah, he mm. needed he needed work on that. He needed to work on a little bit of Philly grit. Go grab a couple cheese steaks or something. Sit here, get some Rita's water ice, or something. He has to do something because I I still see him with that little goofy smirk on his face when he uh. When he was with Dallas. So here's the other thing I do like about Kellen Moore. Um, motion. Last year, the Chargers were 15th. Uh, the Chargers were 6th, excuse me, in the whole NFL last year. Year before, the Cowboys were 15th. We know the Eagles dead last. So there's going to be more motion to this offense. I liked what he did with Keenan Allen. I think Devontae Smith is a similar kind of player to Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen, I think before he got hurt, was leading the NFL in reception. So we could see a gigantic ju- you know, jump in production, even from what Devontae's done anyway, with this guy here. Overall, I'm good with it. He wasn't my first choice. But I see a pretty high floor for Kellen Moore. The other thing to note about him, and then we'll hear from Mike Garofolo what's, uh, what's out there about Kellen Moore uh, and, and kind of how this might, whole thing might work. He, the Eagles have liked him for a while. He was interviewed for the head coaching job when they hired Sirianni. So this tells me that this hire came from Roseman and Lurie. They like this guy, and they told him, hey, hey, Nick, let's, let's bring this guy in. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And, and, and because they want to try to evolve this offense. This is a throwing offense. And – that's what they want to do. He's a coach that likes to throw the ball, and I think they want to try to make this transition as easy as they possibly can for Jalen. Like not change. When I say transition, 
they don't want to change too much of this offense so that there won't be so much of a learning curve. Would you feel challenged, Spike, more if you were Sirianni? I yeah. would. Could you imagine if they yes. were they were considering other people for the midday show before they paired us together? We knew about that, right? It was yeah. public information. And then they hired the person, the people that maybe were going to have this job to just work at WIP. I, I'd feel like that's kind of well, weird. It, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where when you talk about Kellen Moore and his trajectory, at some point he'll probably be looking to get a head coaching job. Of course. Because he's a young guy. He's only, he's I a, think, 36. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's young. A, he's a young guy. So you might be looking at your successor, like to be totally honest. And I think that, with that being said, Coach Sirianni should feel a little uncomfortable because as much as we've, we've praised him to that what, what he's done in the past and all this other stuff, I feel like in a situation like this, you should never get complacent. Mm. And that kind of feels like what has happened. You dodged the bullet. Let's, all, let's just be real about this situation. There's a good possibility that if he was anywhere else in it, on any other team, that what happened to the, the collapse of this football team is a fireball offense. I agree. It's yes. a fireball. Let, let's be real about that. It's a fireball offense. And he dodged the bullet in that sense. So, with that being said, we know what we know about Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles. They, they hedged their bets. They hedged their bets when they, they paid Carson Wentz and they drafted Jalen Hurts. So, to me, this situation is no different. Let's hear from Mike Garofolo yesterday, NFL Network. I thought it was interesting the way he framed more and the working relationship and how this is going to work with this new Eagles offense. The thought process, from my understanding, is this is an experienced play caller with the chops to fit in and stand up to a veteran coaching staff that the Eagles have down there. Moore has also worked with some good quarterbacks, including Dak Prescott in the NFC East, so he's back in the division. And the Eagles also see him as a young, bright play caller with some fresh ideas separate from what they have done the last couple of years in Philly, so they'll mesh the two systems together and hopefully get Jalen Hurts and that offense going. What I took from that that was really interesting, the wording there, he has the, the chops, was that it, to stand up to a veteran coach staff? I wonder if he was asserting that Brian Johnson had ideas and he didn't want to like – But you always, got, you always kind of – it always feels like that yeah, when, but when you you're when young. You hear it, when you hear that. Right. It's like, what, when you what hear is, the way they're saying. Right. It made me feel like maybe the last offensive coordinator had his own ideas, but he didn't want to stand up to Sirianni or whoever – and they think this guy's got the chops to say, no, we're doing it this way. Yeah. Well, it sound, like you said, it sounds like you got the backing of, of some higher-ups that, you know, if, if it gets a little lit, testy in that, that locker room or that meeting room, you can go to somebody and tell them that, you know, somebody's not listening to you, you know, or something like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I like the move. Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator. It's not a perfect resume, but it's a pretty solid one young, early in his career. 215-592-9494. Your reaction to Kellen Moore and, of course, Andy Reid. They win yesterday. The Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. Are you ready to acknowledge he's becoming the greatest football coach of all time? I, it's just, it feels weird to say it because I, I, I hadn't been ready to acknowledge it. I, I've been on Belichick for years. He's the greatest coach, but I'm watching, I'm watching this play out, and it's like I could see this happening. We're not far away. Andy coaches five more years. They win in two weeks, and the next five years, I'd be shocked if they don't get to more Super Bowls. He's going to overtake Belichick. It's going to happen here. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Rob at Delco. Hey, Rob. Yo, Joe. What's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? What's going hey, on, Rob? Man? Hey, Kyle. L- listen, I'm going to be a little bit of a Debbie Downer here, okay? Okay. Can I just start real fast with the Sixers. I'm highly disappointed in Embiid. Highly- Joe, Although it's give and take with him, the guy is arguably one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league, Hugh. But yes. this is why we'll never get the number one seed, Joe. 
this is why we'll never. I don't know. Maybe get to that point. I just, I just can't count on them, Joe. And that's probably why I would take Jokic over him, just because of the availability, Joe. I, I love him. If he could give me seventy games a year, you know, low seventies, but he's never going to give us that, Joe. And we'll just never get that number one seed at home court throughout. And I, I just. I was just upset he didn't play, Joe. Yeah, really, yeah Rob, they I weren't the only one. Yeah, if I, I'm not mistaken, that was the game where they were they were yelling, "Where's Embiid?" Yeah, it, it was screaming. Denver. And the other part, Rob. So there's two parts to that. One is I'm with you, and it's, it's the Sixers part of Embiid, and how it's like it's great, yeah. but there's some always something missing. And the other part is this is why the NBA has a problem. Like it's a it's a yeah. ABC game, five thirty on a Saturday on on Championship weekend. You want it, it like Sixers Nuggets, Embiid, Jokic, Embiid, and he doesn't play. The same thing happened last year, and it's like. It's. I think it's hard for people to to follow the league all year when you have no idea if you're going to turn on a game and the star player is going to play or not. It's like, why am I invested in this? And before I touch on real fast, Joe, uh, the camera mentioned something earlier where it's like, if it's close between Embiid and somebody else, you kind of give the nod to somebody else just because of that fact. Mm-hmm. He taps out a lot. He, and maybe he's really hurt you. I don't know. But this is just ha- such a history with the guy. And, yeah, see, that's the uh, bad part about it. You come off of the game, the 70-point yeah. game that you had, here, and everybody's here. getting excited about it. And then, yeah. you like, I don't know what's wrong with him, but it, it is one of those it looks is. where you're getting the side eye. You're definitely giving him the it side is. Well, no matter what, no matter what, you're frustrated, right? If he's hurt, it's frustrating because right. he's hurt. And if he's just ducking Jokic, then you're, is, you're, yeah. you're embarrassed, like, as a Sixers fan. Like, why is he ducking the other best player? He came And it was here. You know what I mean? It's easier to puff your chest when you're home. But, you know, right. do it on the road. Show me something on the road. That's what championship DNA is. You got Hey, we all question Mahomes on the road, and, you know, they're getting it done. But you know what? I don't want people to forget Spags won that game yesterday because, listen, Baltimore's defense handled them in the second half. They really handled them in the second half. I mean, the strip sack fumble, right, of, of Lamar. Flowers coughing up the ball at the head-yard line. Lamar forcing the ball to lively or likely in the end zone with three guys around them. They, they kind of handled Mahomes a little bit, that defense, in the second half. Spags won that game yesterday. He clearly won that game yesterday. Spags, is, Spags is incredible. I mean, it's... It was, it's wild that that Spags, like Andy, was able to refine Spags again, and, and sure. Spagnolo. You talk about the greatest defensive coordinators in history, just uh, accolades. Yeah, he's up there now. I mean, he won with the Giants. He's won with Kansas City. He's yeah, ridiculous. With that, that NASCAR defense. And that, oh yeah, Spags Peter, did you ever, is doing his Did you ever play under him, Hugh, or no? He was here. He he <laughs> learned under Jim Johnson, and it's funny because every time I see, especially when they dial up some of the blisses, that that. That's Jim Johnson all over that, man. I mean, and it just gives me goosebumps. Especially when, they were when he playing sends the secondary guys. Yeah. And Karloftis, you know, we're, like, it, it's funny because we were talking about him during the course of the draft for this year and the guys that we potentially wanted to get. Mm-hmm. And he was a guy that, to be honest with, with you, when me and Joe talked about it, I didn't see a whole lot of, of him on film. That's why, just a sidebar, that's why you look at coaching matters because yeah. there was not a whole lot about Karloftis that I saw that made me want him here. But he's been a hell of a player for the Kansas City Chiefs in that scheme that they put him in. And, and Joe, let me let me add my famous quote about Nick, but you know what? I wish we would have hired Spags. Bring Spags here as my head coach. I would have taken that. Maybe he could have whipped this defense in and had Kellen Moore, and I'd have been more happy with that because you would have had the legendary guy taking care of that D and, and Kellen Moore who, you know, I'm all right, but we'll see what happens. But you know what, Joe? Hey, Nick, boom. 
because Kellen's going to be coming for your job. <laughs> Watch out, Rob. Good phone call there. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, I mean, Andy's lucked out a little bit. It's almost like Jim Johnson with Andy the first time that Spags doesn't get any looks to be a head coach again. You know, he was a disaster as a head coach with the Rams, and now he's just back to being a coordinator, and he, he helps him. But I, I look at yesterday, yes, Spags gets credit. Mahomes gets a ton of credit. But Andy Reid is overseeing the entire thing, and he's back again for the fourth time in five years. And, I mean, think about the game, what was it, two years ago when the Bengals beat them in the title game? That game was really close, but right down to the end. I mean, we're this close to Andy being, and the other one he lost was in overtime to Tom Brady. Like, there's a world where Andy's in six straight Super Bowls. It's like that close to being being real. Yeah, Andy, Andy's legit, man. And, and and the thing that you like about him, well, I like about him, is that he's been really resilient. The hardest thing to do, especially think about, think about the pain that the Detroit Lions are feeling today. I feel so bad for those think, fans. Thinking about the, think about the pain that we felt during those NFC Championship games that we lost. To be able to to reload and go back and and get back there, like that's that takes a a, a special kind of resilience. I, I could just imagine with the mistakes that were made yesterday in that game for the Detroit Lions. I was like, man, I hope Coach Campbell isn't on social media because they are letting him have it. I think is. if you are like that kind of coach, you, you got to have thick skin, and you can't look. You just like you know you know what people are saying, right? But you can't pay attention. But you got it. But you know what? Yeah, like you want to see. You want to see how. But bad I don't. You do. Is. Don't you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. Like I know. You know what they're saying. I know saying. what it is, but I still want to see it. Idiot, meathead. You know I mean? Yeah, dummy. Still, all still, that. Kind still, of stuff. I still want to see it. I, I mean, and it's tough, man, because in that situation, and, and to be fair. He has been super aggressive all year long. And we can all sit back and say, well, I would have did this. Because somebody asked me, what would you have done? I would have taken the points. But that has not been who he has been he all year long. He stayed true to himself. Yes, he did. And it, look, yesterday and it, cost him. It, it bit him. I mean, obviously, when the it's like a baseball manager, right? Like you make a decision and it, it you put this reliever in or you leave the starter in and he gives up a home run. It's like Rob Thompson a couple years ago. you got to live with it. I mean, it's, it's part of – it's part of it. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Laycan, who's up next on WIP. What's up, Laycan? Hey, how are you, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up? Yeah. What are you thinking? So, yeah, I got three things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Eagles. So I just want to start with uh, Andy Reid. Go for it. He, he is definitely becoming one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen. Um, I understand as Philly fans, we still hold that little grudge because he didn't win one with us. But we just got to forgive and just understand, like, people make mistakes. And he, you just learn from them. And now he got one of the best quarterbacks ever, and he just created that dynasty with him. So I just feel, I feel like as Philly fans, we just got to let it go. It hurts, honestly. I mean, I think about the times when we couldn't get over the hunt with Donovan McNabb and not having receivers. But just got to let that go, man. And uh, just admit that, hey, we're appreciating greatness right now. Oh, look at you moving on from like your that. ex-girlfriend. Let's see, that, that shows signs of growth. I'm proud yeah, of you, if, young if man. If only the whole city I'm felt the proud same of way. You. Yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to say uh, something about Patrick Mahomes. Now, I mean, honestly, I just don't know how you can stop that guy. Like, mm. he's just so – he just knows when to throw, when to run, when to escape. I just don't know. Like, I think he's going to run the decade, honestly. Like, I don't know what team in the future can stop him because he's so good. Like, he doesn't have – this year he didn't have any any good receivers. If you look at the injury report, because I was looking at it yesterday, he, 
like a lot of people were injured. His center, his receivers, mm-hmm. and left his, guard was uh, out. Star left guard yesterday. Yep. Yeah. So like, he's just like, what can he not do? Like, it doesn't matter. Like who he has, he's gonna find a way to win. And it just sucks that last year we had that chance and. He was hobbling with one leg, and he just managed to win. So I just don't know how to stop that guy. It's, it's, it feels impossible, like, Ken. It just it does. I mean, yesterday he's 30 of 39. The Ravens' defense was one of the best in, in the NFL. I mean, they had the most takeaways, the most sacks. They were a great defense. He's 30 of 39 yesterday, and it was like every single time he needed a completion, he got a completion. And he, he doesn't take sacks. He's un- The gap between him and whoever you want to put as the second-best quarterback, it's pretty darn big. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. And um, I, I just found something interesting. Somebody in the uh, early morning show, I think it was Joe, mentioned something about uh, the year Patrick Mahomes was uh, drafted, 2017. Mm-hmm. It, guess where it was? It was in Philly. And <laughs> I thought about it like, wow, was that the sacrifice we had to do to win the Super Bowl? Because Andy redrafted possibly the greatest quarterback of, of all time in Philly the year we won the Super Bowl. So it was just funny how that situation happened. Yeah, you know what? Well, I think it's something else. So it's a good phone call. So he's mentioned the draft, and I guess Joe brought it up this morning. The draft was here in Philadelphia, 2017. Mm-hmm. That's when Andy got Mahomes. Kyle, you might remember this. Do you remember when the Eagles explained why they moved up for Wentz in 2016, right? The, Rams, the chocolate and vanilla thing? That was part of it. Rams moved up for Goff, yep. and the Eagles moved up for Wentz. Big move-ups for both of them. And, and Howie, part of the explanation was they had looked – at the future, the next few years in college football. And they didn't see, yep, yeah, they, they, they thought did. this is the best crop of quarterbacks yeah. that were going to come out for a while. Literally the next, <laughs> next year, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes hits the draft. Oh. Now, to be fair to them, they, no one knew at that point, right? Like, I'm sure they weren't the only front office who thought the same thing. It's probably why the Rams did what they did. And but, knew. And it's just, it's ironic. I mean, like, yeah, we look, next few years don't look great. Oh, next year, that it, Mahomes guy. It's the most Philadelphia thing in the world that this guy could very well be the greatest head coach of all time, was in the city for 14 years, and we didn't win a single championship with him. He was he has some he has some growing to do. That's how I look at it. Well, I'm not blaming him for it. I no, just find I'm, it like, like I why? I mean, it's unfortunate. Why it's, us? It's, it's unfortunate because, like, I was there on the ground works of seeing greatness from, from Coach Reed, and, and that's why I feel strongly about him like I do because I, I, I saw him take – a bunch of uh, guys and mold us into the team that we were. So tremendous amount of respect for him for that. But like I said earlier, he had he had some blind sides. He had some he had some things that he had to improve and he had to work on. And he's become better at it. The one thing that I remember vividly is clock management. Like that was one of the things that Coach Reed in his first few years of coaching that that was somewhat of a problem. And you know I know he rubbed the media the wrong way with some of the press conferences and everything. And again, I understand the bitterness that some people display, you know, for Coach Reed. It's just like I said, in the the old the worst analogy you can have, bitter girlfriend. Like she she's doing better with somebody else, and that's kind of what you look like when you see your girlfriend out there, and she's you know wearing them high heel stilettos and them little tube dresses and everything, looking all stunning. And you're sitting back there <laughs> looking all crazy because you're, you're mad at her. Yeah, there's two kinds of fans. Ones <laughs> ones that lie to themselves and then ones that just say the truth out loud. And I'll yeah. just say the truth out loud. Andy's, she's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, Andy's moved on, and, and yeah, like you said, he's fine. All right, Kellen Moore. Offensive, that weird. It did sound really <laughs> weird. But you know what? You let us <laughs> yeah, down. Like he's <laughs> a fine coach. You know <laughs> what I'm I mean. Just saying, We're I'm objectifying just saying. Andy Reid, Joe. 
No, I'm just saying. I mean, but you know what I, I mean. I appreciate greatness. That's no, what I do. No, but you know what I mean. And, and, and I hope people know what we mean. And when you hear when you hear people with that much hate in their heart just be so negative about somebody having success, it just it's just funny. No, I keep thinking of Andy reading leggings like we were no, talking about. No, 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 that's no. Just, Listen, stop it's, that. You're we're not, it too we're not far. far from lunch. All right, stop. All right, so <laughs> Kellen Moore, new <laughs> offensive coordinator. He told a story on uh, Peter Schrager's podcast that I didn't realize. Like I just I didn't remember the the kind of the order of operations. Listen to him. He, he was in position to do something, but fate changed the NFC East in his career. This is back in 2016. 2015, I played a couple games at the end. We were kind of, uh, you know, we, we struggled that year. A lot of us ended up playing quarterback: Matt Castle, Whedon, Tony, myself. Uh, you know, it was just a rough year for for the Cowboys, and so uh, coming back, it was Tony, myself, and then uh, we ended up drafting Dak in the fourth round, and uh, I was still getting a lot of reps as, as kind of the, the number two at the time. I have a freak deal at training camp out in Oxnard the fourth day. An offense lineman kind of gets pushed back and falls back on my leg. I break my ankle, so I went back to Dallas, got surgery, kind of sitting there on the couch, and I just remember uh, you're watching because Tony was kind of dealing with some maintenance stuff at that point already with the, with the back. And so Dak was taking a ton of reps in practice. He's basically taking ones, twos, and threes, just going. And uh, they played that first game against the Rams in preseason. It's the first game in, in the L.A. Coliseum. And uh, he just goes out there and just is dealing. What a wild story. So, D- so Dak, in 2016, he's drafted in the fourth round. He's the third-string quarterback. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Romo goes down. If Kellen Moore didn't break his ankle, Kellen Moore – almost surely starts that season as the Cowboys starting quarterback. Maybe oh. maybe the Dak thing never develops. Yeah, I mean, that's how it always happens. There, there are a few freak stories, whether it be in college or in the pros. Yeah, you get your shot. The opportunity, you just have to be prepared for the opportunity that's presented to you. You do, and it actually made more a coach pretty early in his, in his football life. It's great, pretty crazy how that happened, Kyle, that we get here with Dak and, and Ron, and now Moore's the coach here. I know, and like, if, this is sort of what's getting lost in all of this. We don't really have a great history of bringing in ex Cowboys. Yeah, you're right. It's like a, almost like a curse. Who was that? Who was the uh, Scandrick? That's the yeah, one. That Orlando, oh, Orlando, Scandrick, Miles Austin, the, Demarco Murray. We could go on for for oh, hours. The, the kicker the in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, you go, jumped up to up jumped out to we, me. We could have filled our whole show with with the Cowboys. Chris Bono, Chris Bono, 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 Chris Bono. I think it was B O N O. No, that was the quarterback. <laughs> Steve Bono was the quarterback. Bone Yule was the kicker. But I remember thinking of the U2 guy. No, but I, yeah, I remember Bono. <laughs> Bono was here. Like the, the kicker, right? I remember that. It wasn't that. a B-O-N-O-I-L. I don't know, Joe. You know me. I, yeah, you know something me like that. Steve Bono, Chris Bono, they'll run together. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls get right back to everyone on the lines. Reaction of the weekend. So much NFL stuff. Are you ready? Are you ready to acknowledge Andy Reid is becoming the go plus the new coordinators. And Jason Kelsey, what did he say yesterday about his future? That's next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sick and tired of achy joints. Dread the idea of surgery. Yeah, me too. That's why I went to QC Kinetics. You know when you get older, those joints start aching real bad. But you know what? Not anymore because I've had my third, uh, you know, had my third installment at QC Kinetics, and it was great, man. My joints feel so much better. Still got to go for my fourth one. Because I'm almost done. I'm getting down the stretch to this thing, and I'm so excited. And I don't care what Kyle says. I'm going to run this marathon, dog. It might not be a marathon. Maybe that's the wrong choice of words that I'm using. Maybe I mean, so come on. Marathon. Maybe, maybe a 5K. I feel like I have a 5K in my future. This is not a Band-Aid, people. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game. If you like to work out, 
this plan can help you tremendously because, you know, I still like to work out and try to look fine and everything. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself, and QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. This is no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. That's the best part about it is no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America, and guess what? You can be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, just give my friends at QC Kinetic a call. As a matter of fact, get on the, get on the schedule today for a free consultation. That's 215-999-3000, 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000, QC Kinetics. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.